thank you, John Carroll, for uh, submitting a great question, which is going to start this podcast today. Um, John, who I've known for a long time, who is a great advisor to family offices, asked, what is the best way to gain knowledge about and understand a specific family office investment perspective before submitting a deck? This will uh, be a bigger question uh, leading into a discussion today on, uh, for the entrepreneur that's listening, why is your deck killing you um, is kind of what I'm calling this today. And so we'll talk about John's question and then we'll lead into, uh, into that uh, specific topic. So the best way to gain knowledge about a specific family office investment perspective or what we call a mandate before you submit a deck. So let's let's take a uh, fictitious entrepreneur out there right now who has built a business. We, they've bootstrapped it. Um, they are um, generating some reoccurring monthly revenue right now, a healthy amount, maybe a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars plus. And they are now getting to the point where they realize, okay, it's time to start talking to some investors about growth, uh, about potentially doing a uh, proper you know, seed round or a Series A. And um, as we've discussed, family offices are uh, the topic of the day, and I have a feeling they'll be a topic for a while now, um, as there are now 10,000 of them, and uh, they're really putting a lot of money to work. How do I find them? But more importantly, what is their mandate? What do they care about before we actually uh, have that conversation or have uh, we submit a deck? So first and foremost, uh, if you're fishing out there for family offices, um, if you are uh, an entrepreneur right now that's built a business and you start doing some competitive analysis and start finding publicly available data on Crunchbase on the cap table and you start looking at who's invested in that, or if you have a, a deeper understanding of who's invested in some of your competitors and you start trying to talk to them, um, obviously that is a, you know, it's gonna lead you to some good insight. You're gonna know what their mandate is because, or you're gonna have an insight that they actually care about your business. Um, but again, it's going to, you need to start to understand um, where the money was generated before you actually start having a conversation. One of the things that I would take a look at it doing is, um, you know, if you find a family office, you know, maybe as I said, from competitive analysis of your uh, of your competition uh, and their publicly available investor uh, cap table, um, if you start digging in and you start researching where their wealth was created, maybe it was a big real estate uh, mogul, or maybe it was someone who owned a lot of malls. Um, usually if there's an over allocation to some assets that they've been uh, heavy in for a very long time, they, the family office is there to try to diversify away from that. Um, they want to be able to move away from those uh, assets. Um, and they want to start providing more of an asset allocation mix. So you know, if you, if you find it's a retail family, they've, they've done a lot of retail. Um, they've been, they've had stores, they've had malls, uh, they've had shops. Might not necessarily be the best person to talk to. They might be great people for advisors um, because they have a wealth of experience. But again, they might have an over allocation to that asset class or to that industry and they might be using the family office to diversify away. So I wanna be very clear here. There's no real answer to John's very good question, but there's ways to start picking it down 
to start trying to eliminate or process of elimination of what they don't care about. Um, I would also you know, start looking at um, you know, some other information that's available. So they, family offices, you know, 10 years ago, even five years ago, they would never have a website that gave you a lot of information about their mandate, about their check sizes, um, about what they are allocating to. Now you're starting to see more family offices have available sites that talk about that. And there's a reason why, I think, is that they're seeing hundreds and hundreds of decks on a yearly basis and they're getting inundated with lots of, you know, if it's a fundless sponsor, if it's a private equity fund, if it's a VC, they're getting inundated with a lot of ideas and a lot of deals that might not interest them whatsoever. So they might just start putting that up there and saying, hey guys, this is what we care about. You know, we're looking at companies that are generating 20 million of revenue. Um, we're looking at, you know, later stage series A, series B in healthcare or hospitality or whatever it may be. So there is some available data out there now, whereas five years ago there wasn't. Um, but again, you know, step one, address who, where the wealth was created and start doing a process of elimination. Step two, start looking around to see if there is any publicly available information on their website. Um, step three, you know, another thing that you may want to start to try to do to understand a, a mandate before um, is really lever your uh, your network on LinkedIn uh, or other social networks. If you found a family office and you were able to find an analyst or actually the CIO of that office, um, using your network to see who they may be connected to, um, we'll use a, just a fictitious name, Rob. Rob is the CIO of a family office in New York. Um, and there's not much information there available um, but you see that Rob is connected to three friends of yours, um, and so you can reach out to them, obviously, and just kind of politely ask, hey, you know, I want to engage Rob, you know, do you have any advice, do you know anything that they, uh, they care about? A lot of pre-work is, is better for you to do before you actually have that conversation um, to make sure that there is actually an alignment. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, once they find a family office, they're so excited that they want to just run right to it and go. Um, but I would really suggest trying to do as much pre-work as you can so you actually have a very good executed conversation and make sure that there is mandate alignment with what they look for. Um, so that's definitely you know kind of how I would start parsing in a way again. Step one, where is the wealth created? Step two, starting using kind of a competitive analysis to see what other um, you know what other investors have invested in that space and maybe start looking at uh, ways to kind of uh, pinpoint um, you know more data that way and obviously then step three uh, using social as a, as a methodology to try to extrapolate as much information as possible prior um, again you know it's not a there's no science to this per se it's more of an art um, I wish there was a silver bullet um, but as John knows I've spent in John too you know there are people that have spent 10 years plus uh, working with family offices um, you get to obviously have a trusted relationship with them. They tell you what they care about. You know, as an investor, you know, we would, you know, I would always kind of say, this is what I look at. You know, what do you look at? And a lot of the times you don't have alignment. You know, I might be looking at early stage, you know, technology, which I obviously have done year over year. Um, and I might be talking to a family office that only looks at more private equity type of deals and there's no alignment there. 
Um, but you know, you take your notes and you make sure that you kind of detail everything out there. And so, you know, maybe one day, you know, we are looking at a deal that's, you know, on a larger scale. And so you can bring those people into the fold. Um, so great question, John. Thank you for that. Again, there's no science to it. It's more of an art. Uh, and for the entrepreneurs that are listening, obviously, uh, as, try to be as helpful as it can be going forward. So obviously submit more questions. I'm happy to try to answer those as they come in. Now, uh, very quickly, uh, to address the topic I wanted to talk about, about why your deck is killing you. Um, I'm sure it's not killing you, but it's probably giving you some, uh, some indigestion sometimes. You may have spent, you know, a few weeks or a few, you know, a few month or two. You might have worked with a consultant um, and created this amazing, beautiful deck, and you think it's great, um, and you know you're you're excited that it tells your story. Um, a lot of the times, I saw 700 decks last year alone. A lot of the times, a deck will start with information that I just don't care about. You know, when I when I look at a deck, I'm a family office uh, investor. You know, first and foremost, I want you to understand that they're inundated uh, with with deals. They they don't have a lot of time to parse information. They can quickly see and screen. One is this coming from someone I know? Is this coming from someone I trust? Um, and then if it's not, then two, okay, quickly, what is the total addressable market that they're they're, they're tackling? You know, how many competitors are in this space? Is this going to be a slog? Is this something that where we get involved and I'm going to have to bring in a ton of advisors so I understand it? We're going to have to spend a ton of time and diligence, uh, either business diligence or legal diligence. You know, they need to understand quickly, you know, what you're addressing, the total size and scope of it, um, and kind of what your special sauce is, if you will. Um, A lot of decks I see start with kind of the team. You know, what kind of team have we created? And then the advisors that we've brought on board. Yeah, that's great and that's important, but I don't think that's gonna be your first foot and then your best step out. You know, I think your best step out is what is the problem, what is the solution, and what's the size? And then when you go from there, I think you're in a much better place. Now, a suggestion I have before you send that deck and after you've, you've had this conversation, you've done a lot of things that we just talked about, you did your pre-work, you found a great family office person to talk to, you used social to kind of get a picture of what the office might start to care about, um, and you've had a, a great initial you know, 10, 15, 20 minute conversation with the, the family office investor, and you go right for the, to the kind of the glory and you send them the deck. I think it's probably going to serve you better to actually send them an executive summary first uh, a one page, one to two page at the most summary of your business, distill it as much as you possibly can, talk about the nuances of what you've built, talk about the competitive landscape of what you've built, talk about some of the projections that you are, are, are going to be um, looking at, um, things that are enticers, things that will really get them to say, okay, this is something I should and will be spending more time on, this is something that's important. Um, if you do that first, I think you're going to have a better level of success. I've seen it where you send the executive summary and then naturally about two or three days later, the family office investor says, yeah, can you send me that deck, please? We really want to do some more homework on this. Um, and so also you should have two, uh, kind of formalized decks. One should be a non NDA deck 
and the other should be a full NDA deck. And this is ways that you can obviously start tracking progress on conversations. You can send them an exec summary, and then you can send them a non-NDA deck. If they're more interested and they want more information, that's also another really good sign. Um, if you start getting family office investors, you know, looking at an NDA and signing that, you know, the progression is really good because I know so many investors out there that, you know, they don't have time. They decide they're going to cut bait and they're going to say it quickly, or they're going to go dark on you, which basically means they're just they're just not going to be responsive. Um, and that's not to the fault of them. Again, they are inundated with so much work. Uh, and so many different opportunities that a lot of the times they just don't have time to come back to you, which is, I'm sure they're apologetic on it, but again, they're, uh, they're dealing with a special, uh, special beast here. Um, so you know, first and foremost, you have that great conversation, send them an executive summary, which really distills your business, and then go from there to a deck that talks again about the total addressable market it talks about what makes you special it talks about the competitive landscape and so they really have a fine understanding of more about what your business is about then you can go into the generalizations of you know the kind of business materials the the you know the overall landscape the team the you know kind of um, things that you would normally put in the deck um, I think that'll put you in a much better footing with them and you know I think this is an important topic, and this is an important you know, discussion here. Why am I doing this? Why am I providing you this insight? Again, you know, seeing 700 decks last year, and knowing that most family offices see that plus that, and that most family offices typically invest in maybe three or five direct investments on a yearly basis, give or take. Maybe some do less. Maybe some do some do some more, um, but. You know, in my case, if I did, if I looked at 700 and we did three, that's 697 that either got deleted or got tossed aside. Um, um, it, it's it's because there's a disalignment there. There's a lack of alignment and there's a lack of communication. There's a lack of um, protocol. And you, as an entrepreneur, have built something really special. You built something that's growing, that's solving a problem, that could be making our lives a lot better and your deck and your material is failing you. And I'm tired of that. Um, and I don't want to see that anymore. And I'm sure the family offices out there that are listening too are tired of that too. They rather see better alignment. They better they rather see more pre-work done so when there's actually a conversation, there is an alignment. They, 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 this does fit something that they care about. Um, so this is you know, hopefully insightful uh, to both sides of the, the table here. Uh, and trying to really make sure that you have productive, good conversations that lead to better uh, results. So again, like John did, if you have questions,